Welcome to the My St Albans podcast. Local people talking about the place where they live. For copyright reasons, we are unable to include the music chosen by the guests. Here's Matt Big. And good evening and welcome to My St Albans show number 56. And tonight um the just the brilliant Johnny Seabrook. Good evening, Johnny. How are you? Good evening. It's not often I hear the word brilliant in there. Thank you very much, Matt. Lovely to see you and um, lovely to be speaking with everyone in a different in a different way, as we've just been saying off air before we've come on. Yeah. Well, let, let me just explain for our audience. So Johnny is the just the genius behind the football show on Radio Verulam. He does also a weekend show on Radio Verulam. Uh, so he's on the other end of the, the, uh, the microphone tonight, uh, answering questions, not asking them. But also, Johnny, you also are a football coach and you're also a teacher. Yeah, I know. It's and, <laughs> and you must have the best time management skills of any human being I know. I don't, I don't know if my wife would say that or some people would say that. Or so, some people might say as well, what's, what's the phrase? Uh, jack of all trades, master of none. That's what, yeah. that's, what, that's what some people might say. But, do you know, all the things that I do um, involve an element of communication. That's and you know when I when I was sort of sitting down and thinking about this and I think in a lot of the things that I do involve communication and involve being with people and I was desperate desperate in life as I was growing up to be on the radio mat that was what I wanted to do and I just as a young child being in the car going to school listening to Terry Wogan on the car radio and other radio DJs then Chris Tarrant and Kenny Everett I desperately wanted to be on the radio and. I was, and I was fortunate enough to work professionally on the radio, but not to the level that I wanted to be uh, in my dreams. And my dad said to me, you need to actually get a proper job. (laughs) You need to get a proper job. You need to pay the mortgage. And teaching was something that... I sort of it just fitted really well into what I was doing because I'd I loved my football and I'd also had a part-time job as a 14 15 year old working as a soccer uh, football coach and putting out cones then refereeing and then developing like that so I then moved moved into teaching when radio didn't sort of um, develop as I wanted it to develop and um, that's what ended up being my career and I ended up working in Hertfordshire this is how I ended up here in Hertfordshire I, I worked, moved from Hertfordshire to Enfield, where I was an uh, assistant head teacher and um, a senior leader of a school. And now I find myself um, teaching back here in St Albans, which is all very lovely, all very lovely and all very close. Fantastic. Yeah, I just, I, it's, every time I talk to you, you seem to have another little string to your bow and it's, uh, it's great. And look, you know, uh, I, the football stuff is brilliant. I love it. And um that's that's been brilliant for the radio station. So uh, yeah, so well done on that. No, brilliant. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on, uh, my St Albans. Um, it's a it's a really simple show. Um, it's six questions, six songs. Um, are you ready to go? Yeah, let's let's go for it. I feel as if I've talked loads already, but yeah, let's go. Yeah, fantastic. I want to hear more. This is the idea. <laughs> I want to hear more. So you say you came back to St Albans to teach. What like? Tell me, how did you rock up in the city? What's your you, when you were early days here, what, what's your history? Do you know, it's it's interesting because I was North London, or I am North London, born and bred, and grew up in Crouch End, Muswell Hill, Crouch End area of North London, where my dad was a clergyman in the Church of England. And so 
we, we didn't have a massive amount of money. The clergy, anyone from a church background will know that you don't have a massive amount of money. But we were very fortunate. And, you know, I, was, I moved. I had a flat. The best bit of business, Matt, I ever did, and I'm rubbish with business, was in 1996, as I qualified for a teacher, I'd been very fortunate to be left some money from a great aunt and not a massive amount in today's world. And I bought a flat in Whetstone. A one-bedroom flat in Whetstone, and this sounds. This is this. This is the level of my business. I did nothing to it for the eight years I lived there. Um, when I moved out, uh, me and my now wife painted it white and put it on the market, and I sold it. I'm quite embarrassed to say for a, a, a dreadful profit that I did nothing to, just because the housing market had changed during that time, yeah. and I was just I was just really really fortunate, really fortunate, and so I was able to um, move on, and um, we were me, me and my wife we were able to purchase a house here in St Albans, and that's how we came to St Albans because my wife is from Shrewsbury and when we got together she she was working at the same school we met working together and she didn't want to live in London she had no no aspiration to live in London and I was like I don't really want to live in the country somewhere and there was we had a look around Hertfordshire because we were both working in Hertfordshire over in Brookmans Park and do you know there was something about St Albans and coming from a church background the cathedral was just there and there was just something really special and magical about St Albans and so I was trying to work out I think we've lived here for about 19 years now this is where um, we made St Albans our home in about sort of yeah 2000 2003 so probably yeah I'm trying to think what that is maths wise yeah probably about 19 years ago this is where we ended up and we've been here ever since and have loved it and have loved being part of the community fantastic fantastic 19 years wow um yeah well it's you've made a massive impact on the city do you know what i mean everything you do is brilliant so uh um so let's kick off with your first song. What have you got? Well, yes, music-wise. So I had to think back, and you, you give us the list here, and being on Radio Verilum, you know, I know this playlist and go through the playlist, but we don't get a chance to choose our songs. So people don't realise this. So when I do Saturday breakfast at 7am or Sunday morning, I play the songs that are programmed, <laughs> the songs yes. that are given to me. So I've got to play a song which puts a smile on my face. A, I love this song, and B... I can think back to when I saw this on Top of the Pops and there was Billy Ocean in a white suit dancing and singing this song with no microphone. <laughs> you know, they were the days of you know, just lip syncing along. And it was just brilliant. And I love this song. And I just feel that listening to this, Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen, just takes you. I've never been to the Caribbean. I'd love to go to the Caribbean. But the song just extends beyond that. It just takes you somewhere special. And I think it's great. And that was Caribbean Queen by Billy Ocean. Um, yeah, that's a good song. I like that. That's, that makes me feel a bit summery. Um, it's, um, yeah, it, it, this, I think the unique thing about this show is people get to pick the songs. And um, more people have kind of, kind of gravitated towards that part of the show more than the actual questions, which I kind of like. Uh, it's very rare that you get to pick songs on the radio. So it's good. Um, 
So 19 years you've lived here. Yeah. Do you have a standout memory? Do you know what? I think um, St Albans has been very good to me. Very, very good to me. And asking for a standout memory was just one of the hardest questions. These these questions come through from you on an email. and They're so simple, but my God, they get so complicated. And I just feel, Matt, that I've been sport for choice. And there were so many things that sort of spring to mind. And they sort of touch different aspects of my interests and I'm going to, I'm going to be really greedy and pick a few and I'm not sure what they are. I mean, I loved, I got the opportunity about six, seven years ago to stand on stage. Helen Burridge, who, who we know was um, running things for the St. Albans food and drink festival. And she asked me if I could host um, the chef's cookery theater, which I've done every year for about, well, apart from when we were out of action, uh, 18 months ago and to be able to stand on stage next to Phil Thompson next to Andre Lushman next to just all these incredible chefs while they cook and people say oh gosh don't you get nervous but I forget anyone else is there because I'm just asking why are you doing this why are you doing that and it's just such a fortunate thing and I thought is the festival um, my standout moment and then I thought gosh no um, in, here in my little studio I've got on the wall um, a certificate for a silver I'm just looking at it now, where we won um, the silver for the best sports programme in 2017 for our coverage of St Albans versus Carlisle in the FA Cup, which the game took place in November 2016. I don't know, were you at that game, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I was at that When Junior Morales hit that ball, and after, I think it was only after about five or six minutes, he hit this shot that went in, and the whole of Clarence Park erupted. I'd never done a sports show before. Never on a sports show before. And there I was. We had a, a guy who was a fantastic commentator sitting next to me. And he was commentating. And I was sort of just getting getting by doing all this. And that goal went in. It was incredible. But then that was matched by this year before at the Forest Green game. And we were given an hour on, on air, on radio, here on Radio Verulam, with no format in Clarence Park. And so an hour before kickoff. And I was actually a bit apprehensive because I like to have everything written down like I got my notes now. But we didn't. We just were there in Clarence Park and we had to just speak to people. And I thought, God, what if no one talks to me? And I'm standing there with a microphone. And people are just walking past with their drinks. But so many people came over. And it was just brilliant to have that conversation. And those are sort of very... Um, it's probably egotistic, some people might think in some ways. There's you, there's me on stage, there's you commentating, there's you doing this. But the other standout moment was, I am a Christian, and faith is really important to me. And I just think what really summed up St Albans was in 2015, when the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, came and preached at the Auburn Pilgrimage, and he addressed the high street of St Albans. He appeared at the town hall, the museum and gallery on the balcony there and addressed the city of St Albans. I just thought that that was a really powerful moment as well. And it was a really sort of, I was there with my boys and we were just watching it. And that was, that was a special moment for me as well. So there's a few I've thrown in there rather greedily. Yeah. Well, I think I'm quite like you greed. It's some great stories there. I think um, the FA cup games, are just there are there are footballing highlight for me that the game this year I mean I I remember walking past and just giving you a little nod and I don't think I'd ever seen you so busy you were surrounded by people you just and it was just a melee I mean it was so busy it was so good for the city it's so good for the club and yeah 
that was um, that was brilliant that day. That that, that game was a, was brilliant. It brilliant. Was, do you know, it was. It's. I just hope it doesn't turn out to be um, sort of the catalyst for what what could not happen this season, yeah. as we are at this moment in time. But fingers crossed, it won't be, and we'll look back on it fondly, and we won't look back on it as the time when it peaked and everything sort of went yeah. downhill. But fingers crossed, it won't be. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, your next song, what have you got for us? Do you know what? I love live music and I just think back to when I was at university, got the opportunity a couple of times to go to Wembley Stadium, the old Wembley Stadium, and see you 2 uh, play. And just Bono's charisma on stage. I love the whole element that he's a showman. And this song, I just think brings real energy and whenever i hear it it would just it's one of those it's just like a shot in the arm it's absolutely brilliant and it's you two and desire and that was you two and desire um you two are brilliant live they are really they're such a good live band um do you have a hero in the city do you know what that's that's interesting because there's there's a there's a lot of people that are incredible in this place and we do live here and it's, it's just it is a special place where I don't know. It's a little bit smaller. You haven't got that sort of London vibe. People know each other and we, we get to know each other. And like yourself, who do so, you do so many wonderful things here in the community? There's so many people that are just key. And I'm, I'm going to choose somebody who's, who's not here at the moment. And um, th- that's Geoffrey John. So the very Reverend Geoffrey John, who was the Dean of the Cathedral. And as I say, I grew up in um, a church background, my father was a clergyman in the Church of England, and I was just I was always I was always in awe of my father. Absolutely fantastic. I have a picture of him here on the wall. And when I meet other clergy, it's really hard because I think, God, my dad was great. My dad was great. You know, I'm, I idolised my father. I met Jeffrey John. I'm sure, God rest his soul, my dad won't mind me saying this. I've never met somebody um, who was so charismatic. Um, unassuming I, I, I probably think unassuming brilliance Jeffrey John had um, he, he had this ability to just get it <laughs> it sounds such a such a such a sort of easy statement but um, Christianity and organized faith has really sort of changed in the last 20 30 years you know more of a secular society and this was somebody who's come into this this city of St Albans and somebody who should have been a bishop in the Church of England I said wouldn't get too political but there were, there's reasons why sadly he 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 turned down being a bishop and he wasn't put forward for being a bishop because because of his um because of his relationship with, with his husband but he just got it he was just brilliant he was so embracing um so liberal and he was just the most fantastic leader of the cathedral and um you know, St Albans misses him. The, the new dean, she's lovely and she's fantastic, but I wouldn't want her job replacing Geoffrey John. And he said when he left the cathedral that one of the reasons he's leaving, he's not retiring in St Albans. He's he's going to work. He's working in Paris at the moment because he loves St Albans so much, and he's going to come back and live here. And there's this rule that clergy can't live in the parish or the area within the Church of England, you can't live there if you've finished working there. So he's gone off to work in Paris for a couple of years, and then he's going to come back and live in St Albans. But yeah, for me, just a fantastic hero and somebody who would probably hate to be called a hero and would get really grumpy if he heard anyone talking about him like this. But yeah, just just a brilliant man, a brilliant man. Um, 
what a brilliant story thank you for that like just brilliant johnny well done i think um yeah just i can't i'm not going to comment anymore and it's it's um it's really nice you spoke about him um and the way that you did um and i look forward to uh catching up with him when he returns from paris he sounds uh he sounds a nice guy um so uh let's go back to the music what's your third song what have you got for well, as i said faith is very very important and growing growing up in a christian household but i love my music i loved like I, I, I didn't really get into the um evangelical sort of pop music that people will play you know it's it's great and people love it but i love i love the the music of you too i love the music of the the band then all of a sudden <laughs> this song comes out and it's really clever because it talks about um the evangelical sort of nature of american um evangelists and everything and i just thought there's such a good message in here there's a hidden message in here and it's genesis and jesus he knows me and that was Genesis and Jesus, he knows me. Um, <coughs> so do you have a hidden gem in St. Albans? Oh, my goodness. Um, you, I, this, this, this is a, another hard question, Matt, because I'm thinking we, everyone knows em- and everything about St. Albans. And, and I'm probably one of the worst people because if I discover anything, I have this microphone, which I then tell everyone about it. So things, so things cease to become hidden gems. You know, it's probably really annoying in some ways because where do you find that sort of hidden gem? And there were so many things. And also, because we're such a close-knit community, you find something that's special. And then you find other people are like, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the Mermaid Pub is just, I think, is unique. Because any pub that, for its food, still like just serves um, a pickled egg and a pie, you know, as, as its food, and they concentrate on the drink, is just fantastic. It's like a step back in time. And it is. It's like what pubs used to be like in the olden days. And I love that. I love that. Um, in the last year, another sort of hidden gem is getting getting this football show going. And when we started the football show, we said, we're not going to go higher than St. Albans. We're going to give a voice to St. Albans and below. And I've got to say a big shout out to my friends at Coney Heath Football Club. I've never been to Coney Heath Football Club before. And it's an incredible place. We had um, some nights out down there in their clubhouse. It's such... This, this is a... I is it a hamlet, Matt? Would you say? I don't know if it's a hamlet, little village. I don't know what the definition is. No, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a. Is it district of St Albans? I don't know. I don't but, know exactly. Yeah. What the definition is, but yeah, look, I I know that football club really well, and they they overachieve. They've massively yeah. overachieved, and you know they're having a hard time this year because they've gone up to the Southern League Central Division One, and they're they're second bottom, and it's been a massive jump. But they're competing against Bedford, against Burke Hampstead, against these clubs that have got a massive budget. And I and I talked to Tony Kavanagh, the director of football, on the show. And he's not bothered about it. He's like, we're not giving up. We're battling on. And I just think you go down there and it's such a, a hidden gem. I mean, I think our radio station is another hidden gem, which mm. needs not to be a hidden gem. People need to know about it. It amazes me after 10 years on Radio Verulam that people are still discovering it. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's incredible. Um, the other thing that I've discovered in the last... 18 months we've got a dog in the last 18 months like nearly everyone else in St Albans and to make matters worse we've got a cockapoo like nearly everyone else in St Albans everyone's got a cockapoo everyone and we've gone into our dog walking and Ellensbrook is just an incredible place the amount of times I've driven down the Hatfield Road 
And you sort of st- and I think about it. Oh, I have seen people parking knot cuts and just walking across the little bit of grass in front of knot cuts. Where are they going? And you go through the hedge through the little pathway and what a, what an absolutely incredible place it is the history where the um the Havland, you know the the airport was and you know it's just an incredible place and you could just sort of feel it's you're one with nature but it's got this incredible history and that's that's a lovely place which me and my wife have like wandered around and gone to and the other one and I don't know if I should mention this because I don't want to ruin it, is we started, we got back into playing tennis, me and my wife. We can now leave our kids at home. They're they're teenagers, by the way. So we we leave them at home. And we've started playing tennis during the summer. We started last year. And the OA's Tennis Club is like a real hidden gem. It's just fantastic. On a Sunday morning, Tuesday night, and they've got fantastic facilities at OA's. It's not massively expensive, (laughs) um, but... It's just incredible. It's some lovely people go along there. We we joined last year. I haven't been able to go because it's football season, but we've been we're looking forward to going in a few weeks' time. And it's just such a, a welcoming little club. But everyone knows about the bigger tennis clubs, but the OA Tennis Club, it's a real sort of little hidden gem and little community. Yeah, I don't. I don't where is that based? Well, the, it's where? it's at it's at Woolhams. Um, so oh, okay. this is the thing you've got. You've got the the rugby pitches there. You've got the hockey pitches. There's the cricket that takes place, and then just tucked in, the, in right in the middle of it are these four astroturf tennis courts. And we didn't, didn't know that. that. No, it's. Inc- I don't know. That's brilliant. That's really good. Yeah. And also, yeah, um, look, Ellenbrook is amazing. That space out the back. And um, they used to do a park run there. They don't do that anymore. But it's um, some of the old taxiways for the airport are still there. And it's great for walking. I mean, it's huge. It's massive. It it's, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, really good. Really good. Um, moving on. Um, what's your fourth song? What have you got? Oh, dear. This, I, don't, I can't believe I put this in here. I love this song. But there's such a silly little story behind it. Uh, when I was at university, and I was sort of, I'd done a bit of hospital radio and I then went to university and I, I was DJ and I started to DJ and as everyone DJs and I was sort of DJ, I did some nightclubs and I worked with, um, do you remember Bruno Brooks who used to be on radio? Yeah. I worked with Bruno. <laughs> I was part of, I was part of his, uh, part of his, he had uh, some contracts in some nightclubs and I, and I worked with him with rather surreally. Anyway, I was waiting for a taxi to pick me up one night after finishing. And we were at this nightclub down in Wandsworth, um, the theatre nightclub in Wandsworth. We were waiting for a taxi to pick us up. And I was with one of my friends. And he said, what's that over there? And it was a mannequin's head. A mannequin's head. It was a load of rubbish had been chucked out. And as as you do when you're young and you're a student, you think, oh, I'll pick that up. That's a bit of fun. And we were like, so we took this home. We had it in our student house, you know, along with the traffic cone and everything else that people have. And it was just the head. So somebody said, what are we going to call it? And I just said, and because of the song, Shaka Khan, Ain't No Body because it hasn't got a body and so i know it's dreadful isn't it and i just and so i i met up with some people i went to university with um about eight, 18 months two years ago just before all the covid stuff kicked off and one of the first things this lady said to me that I, you know i hadn't seen for 20 odd years she goes have you still got ain't nobody and I was like, what? No. Mannequin's head. And I was like, no, no, I don't, don't know what ever happened to that. But it's this surreal memory I had. And, yeah, we used to play this song and hold up this mannequin's head. So Shaka Khan, 
and with her band Rufus and Ain't Nobody. And that was Shaka Khan and Rufus with Ain't Nobody. Um, when when I pressed record tonight, Johnny, I didn't think there would be a mannequin head and Bruno Brooks story. There we go. I, I, didn't, I didn't see where this was going, but I'm glad you told that. That's a great story. That's brilliant. Um, so I'm hoping it involves a bit of football. I'm hoping it involves a couple of beers. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping... Uh, My God, it's it, like you can read my notes, Matt. <laughs> what is your perfect St Albans day? What have you got? Come on. You know, there's so many things and you sort of throw yourself into this city. And I think if my perfect day, it would be um, a day very similar. And I don't know when this is going out, but the day we've recorded this is beautiful. It's beautiful, absolutely glorious. And it'd be a lovely sunny day. And I'd get up and I'd drive in to the centre of St Albans and I'd go to the cathedral. I love going to the eight o'clock service at the cathedral on a Sunday morning. I just feel it's like the peace and quiet before everything sort of kicks off. And so I'd start my day by being at the cathedral for the eight eight o'clock service. I'd come back and I would then head down to probably Highfield Park or somewhere similar where my boys play football. So both my boys play for St Albans City Youth um, in the under-12s and the under-14s. So I'd definitely go and watch them and support them. That would be the next thing on the agenda. I think after that, referencing back what we spoke about earlier i would have to spend some time with my wife and it would probably be we'd go for a dog walk uh, take our little dog um to ellensbrook followed probably by i'm just trying to think if the journey back yeah we'd come out of ellensbrook and uh, come out of Notcuts, park in their car park head down to sandwich and perhaps perhaps have um, um a nice pub lunch at the rose and crown down there which would be pretty good and have a few drinks and then i think it would have to be because if there's football on a sunday it would have to be up to clarence park for um, a game of football and to see st albans play which as i say i grew up north london arsenal fan never thought about non-league never knew anything about non-league really loved it and throwing myself into um, what goes on down there and then i'd finish things off by meeting up with friends probably for a few drinks and a meal we were really lucky so many families here in St Albans have NCT groups. Now, we we didn't join an NCT group. But what happened? We thought, no, we were really tight. We thought we'd just go to the um, national health ones. And we didn't go to the big NCT thing. And then when our little boy, our oldest son, actually, he was 14 now, he went to um, Busy Bee's nursery and he befriended about three or four other children. And my wife was like, well, he needs to see these friends outside a nursery and they they had a meeting and they let us into their group and so we're, we're still part today five we're with five families that we're really close with really really close lifelong friends thanks to our son befriended them at, at um at a busy bees nursery but thanks to them they let us into their group apparently they had a meeting they were like shall, shall we let johnny and nikki into the group and they let us in and it would i would probably finish my perfect day here in st albans because they've become such a wonderful part of our life here in st albans by having a meal with them and having a few drinks with them wow that's a day i like that <laughs> uh, i like that first of all look i've talked about the football club a lot on this show and I think it's a really, really important part of our community. And I think um, I've I've been to that ground where there's 300 people. Last week, they had 1,400 people attend. I think it's really, really important. I think it's it's just good fun 
to support your local team. It's good fun to watch like non-league football. I think it feels a little bit more real. Um, uh, and I think, you know, if anyone is listening who hasn't got to Clarence Park yet, go along. It, it's, it's great fun and very friendly, very accessible. Everyone is welcome. Everyone is brilliant. Um, and also, touch on your point, there's a couple of pubs in Sandridge that don't get mentioned that often. The Rose and Crown is a brilliant little yeah, pub. Nice. Really, really good. Great food. Really nice people down there. Um, you know, and sometimes it's, although I love the pubs in St Albans, sometimes it's good just to step out and check out the uh, the surrounding areas. Um, so thank you for that. Brilliant day. I'll definitely join you on uh, a couple of beers on your uh, travels. <laughs> Watch a game of football with you. Um, your next song, Wonder Stuff, what, what's that all about? What have you got? Well, well, I mentioned that when I was at university and I got into DJing and um, we'd, I'd have had a great friend who has gone on to do wonderful things, brilliant things. I probably should have played one of his songs. Um, he tours Europe. He's in a band called Fink. Uh, think that and think don't don't do big stuff here in the uk which is great for him because he can walk down the road and no one no one knows who he is he goes over to germany or um france or places like that and plays festivals to like sixty thousand people he's on stage drumming and when i was at his name's he's he's also an author as well a guy called tim thornton and when i I was at university we're great friends and he introduced me to the wonder stuff and i just have this memory of DJing and there was a guy on before me who was playing very sort of housey dance music and we were having a chat and I was having a chat to Tim and he said why don't you just liven this place up it's a student crowd he said why don't you just play something that everyone can like just sing along to and let themselves go there's no sort of beat or anything like that and this DJ was playing you know he'd mixed everything up and there was nice house beats going on I came into this nightclub and just hit the crossfader to this song the wonder stuff and the size of the cow and i just saw people coming from every putting their pints down going oh i'm having some of that and just coming from every (laughs) angle to this nightclub and you know the dance floor was busy it then went from busy to like a melee of just absolute craziness and it's something that always does live on in my mind so it's brilliant and if you've never heard this before man alive download it have it on your on your um, on your phone or on your spotify it's brilliant it's the wonder stuff and the size of a cow and that was the brilliant brilliant wonder stuff with the size of a cow um that is just the one of the greatest sing-along tunes yeah like it's just uh, no one there can't be anyone that just not likes that song it's just it's brilliant it's brilliant um Oh, we're back on My St. Albans, uh, show 56. This is uh, Johnny Seabrook. Um, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, so, final question. Um, if you were mayor for the day, what would you do? Yeah, I know. Do you know, it's dreadful, Matt. Sorry, the radio side of me is thinking, are we doing okay for time? Is everything working schedule-wise? Because I, I, I don't know if I can cope because I haven't got, like, the time ticking down in front of me or anything like that. So, I've I've got a feeling we're going to overrun, yes, but I'm no, all right with that. I'm, sorry. I'm all right with that. I'm, we can get I'm away sorry. with that. I'll ring someone, and the the eight o'clock news can get put back, oh, and word. everyone can have a go at me. No. It's Johnny Seabrook. No. Of course, it's going to overrun. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, the program controller will say, "Yeah, that that, that works." Yeah. Listen, I'm, so, I'm going to go back. Mayor Johnny, come on, Mayor Johnny, what have you got? It's, it's you said, don't get political, and I don't think it is political, but it's sort of slightly. It's Clarence Park. It's the football ground. Now, if I was mayor for the day, there's Lawrence and John. They do a great job down there. They own that club. They're custodians of that 
club. And I've t- talked to Lawrence many times about this. And there are the plans that they'd like to move to a bigger stadium, which would be great. But I just think, you know, we would just miss something. We would just miss. There is something wonderful about Clarence Park as a football stadium. But the problem is, it's just not ready. Well, it's it's not able to cope with that next step, which mm. the club want to take. And there's lots of issues about it. And I, I just think if I was mayor for the day, I would just throw out all the sort of the planning decisions and the building regs and all this. And I would say, come on, let's just... Keep the football ground where it is, but let's just spend a year putting loads of money in and let's develop the stadium down there. Let's put uh, you know seats all the way down. Let's put covered areas all the way around. Let's develop a new a bar area. Let's turn it into a really fantastic um, community hub. It's there. I mean, how many football grounds where the fans from the opposition fans can get the train in and then you just walk across the road and you're at the ground and or people who live in St Albans could just wander in you know it would be great to have a bigger stadium in another part of St Albans on the outskirts but we'd have to get a coach there or a bus there and it would be beneficial to have a bigger stadium but wouldn't it be great to have that modern stadium right slap bang where the old stadium is in Clarence Park and just keep you know, some of that history of Clarence Park, but but keep it right there, slap bang in the centre of the city and become a real community hub. So if I was mayor for the day, that's what I would make happen. So I, look, I, I like, I love that idea. Okay, so let me just, let me just tell you my thoughts. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, maybe not the thoughts of the radio station. Right. So my thoughts are that um, I don't know why they can't develop that, stadium i also know that one of the issues is that there is some kind of heritage or some kind of thing where they can't if if the football stadium moved then they can't they have to continue playing sport on that land or something around that someone told me once yeah so it always has to be a community football but if the if the football club goes who's going to take it over and i think there's loads of issues right we've stressed there's loads of issues let's go back to our earlier point of the fa cup game okay um earlier on this season where we had about four thousand people attend a game everyone in st albans that i knew was inside that football stadium everyone the train station was busy with away fans, as you said, but also every single pub around the ground, every pub in town was busy. So that football stadium that had just the most amazing, you know, game helped businesses. Yeah. Like, you know, I went out with friends for drinks after I went out for dinner, you know, people I know came into town early to have a few drinks. So, that as a as a kind of a footnote is I think is really important because if they do move, let's say they move to Chiswell Green or let's say they move to London Colney or let's say they move to Marshalls or Wicks, whatever, the businesses in St Albans are just not gonna benefit. Mm. You know, it's not just the football stadium that that kind of attract I don't know. I, as I said, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't think I, I know the solution because I'm not sure I know the problem, but um, I'm going to vote for you for be mayor because I think you're sorted oh, today. So, do you know what's hilarious, Matt? It's like one of my best friends, Pete. We um, 
we we've and he's an architect and he'll probably go crazy if he, he knows I'm doing this. We, we've sat there and we've said, right, look at the side of the stadium. Um, look at the far side where the Coca-Cola stand is. There's quite a distance from the pitch to where the stand starts. You know, if you knocked all that down, surely you could get a, a seated terrace going all the way down the side. You know, there is there is the room to do it, even if you had to keep the listed part you know where the players come out the other three quarters the other three yeah yeah, three quarters of the ground could be could be modernized but obviously it would take a load of money i don't know how the uh the um the people who live in york road would like that but um i I think you're not going to get more even if you limited it to five thousand, it would be so special just to keep it there and the history of it it would be one it would be wonderful and i'm sure and i'm not a businessman but that would bring more people into the ground. And it was just encouraging because yeah. it is about making sure the club is self-sufficient. And I do understand that. Yeah. 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 No, look, I think um, it, that is definitely a conversation for another time, but yeah, I think uh, that's a good idea. Let's, you know, let's, uh, let's save the football stadium. Come on, let's do it. Um, right. What's your final song? What have you got for us? Well, um, as a school teacher, I'm, I've got, I've got to witness so many sort of talented pupils uh, perform and play football and do lots of different things. You know, I've been really fortunate and I was helping out on a school music trip. I don't know. It's like, why, why are you on a school music trip? Well, it was before I was married. It was years ago and we were in Germany. And I was just there to basically be another member of staff and to lug equipment around and set things up. Then I'd sit back and watch these kids play their instruments and sing. And I'd never heard of this song before. And Train have gone on to become a massive band, so many big hits. And this was, you know, this is about 20 years ago. These kids from this school choir at Chancellor School in Brookman's Park sang this song, Drops of Jupiter. And I just remember it was one of those, you know, sort of draw-dropping moments. I just thought, this song is incredible. You can just lose yourself in this song. It's just the most beautiful song in the world. And then, obviously, when we got back, I dug, well, I spoke to them, and they said, oh, it's this band, American Band Train. I've dug it out. If ever I get an opportunity on a radio show to put a song in, if I very rarely get a chance to choose a piece of music, this goes in there. And I just think it's just one of the best songs ever. And if you haven't heard it before, just turn the radio up and be completely and utterly immersed by this. It's Train and Drops of Jupiter. And that was Drops of Jupiter by Train. Um, yeah, good song to end on. Thank you for that. Um Ladies and this has been Mice and Albans. This has been the brilliant Johnny Seabrook. Johnny, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Firstly, thank you for everything you do with the, um, with the football show. Thank you for everything you do on a Saturday and Sunday. Thank you for everything you do with the radio. Um, I still, I, I'm in awe of you. I have no idea how you do everything that you do. Um, you're an absolute genius in my eyes. Um, you're also... You're also one of the just the best storytellers. You are just you're brilliant. And um, whenever our paths cross, I I'm just I'm just I just love to listen to you. Um, and I'm really glad our paths do cross occasionally. Um, I will see you at the next football game. Yeah, uh, that is a definite. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the brilliant Johnny Seabrook. Matt, listen, thank you, and thank you for doing this show. I think it just it's one of the things that sets off our radio station and makes it unique and makes it special. So, thank you for doing this as well. That was the My St Albans podcast. You can subscribe to more episodes on your favourite podcast platform or at radioverulam.com slash podcast. And if you'd like to support this podcast, please do at radioverilum.com slash donate.